Community of Hope, we thank God for the Word of God. We thank God for this uh, moment to be able to share. And so today, uh, as I am still here at the Meeting Place Church in Columbia, South Carolina, I am grateful uh, to share. I want us to go to Judges, the seventh chapter. Judges, the seventh chapter, uh, starting at that first verse. It reads, Early in the morning, Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remain. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water there. The Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Won't you join me in a word of prayer as we share on the sermon subject today, Lose to Win. Lose to Win. Let us pray, God, in Jesus' name, I thank you. And we're grateful, God, for your hand and your power, your strength and your grace now, God. I ask that you uh, would use, God, this word to be a word of confirmation, to be a word of consecration, but most of all, God, to be a word of proclamation, uh, to proclaim, God, to your people uh, that they have victory in their view. Have your way, God, in me, this your humble servant. Use me, God, to your honor, to your glorious, in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Once again, I want to share with you on the sermon subject, Lose to Win. You know, today is an interesting Sunday because today uh, is uh, the Sunday of Daylight Savings Time. It's a Sunday in which uh, we do what we call Spring Forward. In Spring Forward, we actually uh, set our clocks an hour ahead uh, as we are participating in Daylight Savings Time. It's always interesting to me this time of year, uh, I must admit uh, that I like this time of year, uh, but I also have issues with it as well. I like it because uh, this is the time of year because we set our clocks an hour ahead that we end up uh, having more sunlight, that we end up uh, it being lighter more during the day. Uh, it's also a time of year in which uh, the days get longer. Um, and so I get excited about that because I just love the sunlight. I love the daytime. I love being able to be out and about. Uh, but but, but I, the challenge I have often with this time of year is just the day. It's just the day because I end up uh, in springing forward of moving our clocks an hour ahead. I end up losing an hour. 
That's right, I end up losing an hour of sleep. I end up losing an hour of rest. And oftentimes, I find myself challenged to be on time and I find my system to be thrown out of whack a little bit uh, because we end up in pressing forward and springing forward, we end up losing an hour. In other words, to go forward, I have to lose an hour. Uh, I think, though, that it's very fitting uh, that this uh, day would be set in the midst of the Lenten season. Because the Lenten season, we talk often about the fact of making sacrifice, the fact of how you have to lose to win. Uh, how uh, there are some things you have to let go of in order to move forward. There's some habits you've got to let go of, some uh, 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 proclivities you've got to let go of, some people you've got to let go of in order to move forward. There oftentimes are things that are in our life that are weighing us down and you've got to lose it in order to win, in order to move forward, in order to go forward. There's some things that you end up letting go of. And, and our scripture today is, 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 a, is a scripture in which you can sign and see this uh, uh, at play. Uh, that as you look at the scripture about Gideon, and Gideon is about to have to fight, use it to help the children of Israel to fight against the Midianites. And the Midianites are 135,000 strong, 135,000 strong, uh, that Gideon has been able to pull together an army of 32,000. That's right, that uh, the, the, the Midianites are 135,000 strong, and Gideon has pulled together 32,000. And I consider that a very great act of courage to think that 32,000 are going to beat 135,000. Uh, I mean, Gideon was rowdy, rowdy, and bowed about it. I mean, it's incredible to me uh, that Gideon was able to pull this group together. Uh, but yet we find that God tells Gideon, Gideon, you've got too many people. That's right, that you're about to fight 135,000. You've got 32,000. But I'm going to need to bring that number down lower because if you win with who you have right now, you're going to take the credit, that Israel's going to take the credit instead of saying that God did it. And, and, and I want to talk with us today and look at the scripture and how this can help us to understand sometimes you've got to lose to win. That some of us are dealing in situations right now in which it feels like we've lost some stuff, that we've had some stuff taken away from us, that we've had uh, some things that have, have, have been lessened in our lives. But I want to let you know that that does not necessarily mean that you are losing, that just because you have lost something, just because uh, you something has been taken away, does not mean that you are on the losing end. But sometimes God pulls stuff from you in order to prepare you for victory. Come on, let's look at Gideon today. Let's look at, at the children of Israel today and see how every now and then you've got to lose to win. One of the first things I believe that we need to understand, if you're going to understand you've got to lose to win, um, is no shook ones. You, you, you can't have any shook ones. No shook ones. Now, uh, and growing up, uh, we would often, uh, as, as we were navigating situations, uh, realize that when it came time to be in some kind of an altercation, uh, that the last thing you wanted were folks who were shook, folks who were scared. 
um, it, it appears that God has a similar uh, kind of an understanding because God, when he talked to Midian, here you have, Mid I mean, when he talked to Gideon, that here you have Gideon about to fight the Midianites. The Midianites have 135,000. Uh, Gideon has been able to get together 32,000. God says, you've got too many folks. And God says, what I want you to do is I want you to get word to the folks that anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave. That's right. Anyone who trembles with fear can turn back and leave. Because God understood that Gideon didn't need anyone for the fight that was shook. It goes back uh, to pieces in Deuteronomy in which uh, the children of Israel understand uh, that uh, you can be on the battlefield about to go into battle. And if you are scared, if you are fearful, it, that you can go home because they didn't want you uh, to your fear to infect the others around you. Because don't you know that fear can be infectious? If you've got folks that are shook, if you've got folks that are not bowed about it, if you've got folks who are not really ready for the battle that you're going through, sometimes you've got to let them stay home. Doesn't mean you think they're a bad person, doesn't mean that you think they're a horrible person, but it does mean they may not be prepared to go into this leg of the battle with you. That you've got to get fear out of your camp. That, that Fear can be infectious, uh, that you can be ready for the battle, but because somebody around you is scared of the battle, uh, that when it comes time to handle the work, their fear can cause you to be afraid. That, that what they're saying, the way that they're talking can cause you to be afraid. That God told Gideon, anybody who trembles, tell him to go home. Anybody who is scared, tell him to go home, because for this battle, we need some folks that are fearless and are able to go into this battle trusting that God is going to make a way. And what you saw in that scripture is what the 22,000 people left. That's right. They had an army of 32,000. They were facing 135,000. And the Bible says that 22,000 left. 22,000 were scared. Can you picture what it would have been like to go on the battlefield with 22,000 shook folks? 22,000 folks who weren't ready for the task at hand. I'm challenging you to look around you as you are trying to accomplish what God is calling for you in this season, as you are trying to press forward or to do what God has called you in this season. And if there are folks who look like they are not ready to go into this level of battle with you as you are fighting for your children, as you are fighting for your community, as you are fighting for your finances, you are fighting for all these different things in your life. Uh, I need you uh, to be able to get to a space and a place to say no shook ones. That's right. I love you, but you may not be ready for this level of the battle. I love you, but you may not be ready for this level of the fight. It's okay if you're not for it. You can go on back home, but we've got to make sure that we have folks who are with us, who are ready for the fight. The 22,000 are left and they only had 10,000 left there. That's right, 10,000 left to fight the fight because one of the first things they had to understand was what? No shook ones. 
My brothers and my sisters, the second thing you've got to understand if you're going to lose to win is you've got to understand that God knows. That's right. You've got to understand that God knows. God's ways are really weird at times. God's ways um, can be a bit tricky at times. That, that here you have Gideon. Uh, Gideon is about to fight the, the, the Midianites who have 135,000. Uh, I mean, Gideon has been able to raise 32,000 people. And we learned the last point that what? Uh, that sent home those that were scared and 22,000 left. He had 10,000 left. 10,000 left to fight 135,000. But then God tells Gideon, you've still got too many. That's right. 10,000 versus 135,000. And God tells Gideon, you've still got too many. Now, I, I would think, God, you're crazy. You're lunching, God. You've lost your mind. How in the world can I fight? Uh, 135,000 with 10,000, but I got to give it to Gideon. Gideon trusted God, and, and Gideon trusted God so much that God said, look, uh, you've got too many. Take them to the water, and I will thin them out. That God said, I still got some thinning out to do because you, you've got too many. Uh, for my plan to work, for me to do it the way I want to do it, I, you still got too many. And so Gideon took them to the water and God gave Gideon these instructions. He said, I want you to watch them. And those that drink their water, lap their water up like dogs, I want you to keep them. Uh, the others, I want you to let them go. And so they went to the water and it said that some knelt uh, to drink their water from the river. Some knelt at the river to drink their water, and God said, let them go. But it said others uh, got their water in their hand and cupped it and drank it out of their hands. And God said, let them stay. Those are the ones. Now, and only 300 were able to stay. That's right. That out of that 10,000, uh, only 300 were left that actually drank the water and scooped it up in their hands and drank it out of their hands. Now, many people have different reasons why God wanted to use uh, this 300. Uh, many had different reasons about uh, why uh, this whole uh, piece about whether they knelt in the water versus had it in their hands. Uh, there are different kinds of uh, 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 arguments on why. Uh, but the reality is uh, that no one can definitively say why God uh, had it set up this way. Why some who knelt or some who lapped it up like dogs. But the reality is that God knew what God was doing. And so it was not on Gideon to know why God was using this technique to thin them out. It was on Gideon to trust that God knew what God was doing. It wasn't on Gideon to understand God's logic. It was just on Gideon to be faithful to God's word. And that's what I want to share with you today is that God knows. And sometimes when God is thinning out your crowd, sometimes when God is thinning out the people that are around you, sometimes when God is thinning out your situation, uh, it does not logically make sense that, that you're saying, no, God, you're taking away people who have helped me. No, God, you're taking away people. And the thing is that it wasn't that God necessarily said these folks were bad. It just said these folks weren't for this battle. It didn't say these folks could never, ever fight in a battle, but it said, no, these folks were
were not going to be the ones for this battle. There's some battles in your life that God knows who needs to be with you and who doesn't need to be with you. And you can't try to use your logic to understand God's plan. But you've got to be able to walk in what God says. And if God says that they're the kind of folks that are for you, then you walk with them and you talk with them and, and you have them in your battle. Now somebody, I, I know you're going to get upset with me about this, but that's the whole thing about being unequally yoked. And the scriptures talk about what, that in relationship and marriage you shouldn't be unequally yoked, that, that, that you shouldn't be with somebody who is not going in the same direction as you spiritually. And, and you're going to tell me logically they're a good person or they're this or they're that or they're this. And, and that's your logic. But the reality is uh, that I, I've got to deal with the fact that God knows better than me who I need with me for the journey. And in this moment, I know that some of you are dealing with some thinning out of your crowd and it's not making sense to you, but I wanna tell you that God knows. God thinned them down from the original 32,000 to 10,000 and now to 300 to be able to fight against an army of 135,000. It does not make sense, but God knew what God wanted to do. And Gideon just had to have enough faith to trust God that if God said God would do it, then God would get him through it. And that's my word for you today, that God said that God will do it and therefore, that means that God will get you through it, that no matter how your numbers have dropped, no matter how thin things seem to be, that God is on your side and God has a plan. Why? Because God knows. COH fam, the third thing I want you to know is that God will give you the battle plan. That's right. God will give you the battle plan. Let's look at this situation. Here you have Gideon about to fight against the Midianites. The Midianites have 135,000. Uh, that Gideon initially had gone out and had gotten together 32,000 people. Uh, God then dropped that down to 10,000 people and then God dropped that down to 300. Here goes Gideon with 300 people about to try and fight against 135,000. But God gives Gideon a plan for the battle. That's right. God gives Gideon a plan for the battle. That God tells Gideon to break his group up into three groups of a hundred. To circle the Midianite camp in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night uh, that God has Gideon uh, and his group of three broken into a hundred. Each man has an empty jar with an unlit torch in it and a battle horn. That's right. I didn't say swords. I didn't say AK-47. I didn't say major weaponry. They had an empty jar, an unlit torch, and a horn, a ram's horn. And what happened is that they surrounded the enemy's camp, these three groups of a hundred. And at a certain time, what they did was that they smashed the jars, lit the, lit the torches, and blew the horns. And what happened is 
that all of these lit up uh, 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 torches and the blowing of these horns from these different areas around the Midianite camp in the middle of the night caused the Midianites to believe that there was a whole army coming down upon them. And the Midianites broke out in fear and got so fearful that God touched them in such a way that they even started fighting each other. That's right, that God was able to give them victory without having to fight. They just needed to have the faith to believe that God could use their numbers to fight the battle. There are many battles that we have to fight right now. In our community, we've got some battles. We've got some battles uh, against some institutions. We've got some battles against some isms, whether it's racism, sexism, classism. We've got some battles against inequities, uh, health inequities, and mental health inequities, and economic inequities, and food inequities. We've got some battles in our community against the violence and the crime that plagues our communities. And oftentimes I hear people say, the problems are too big for us to be able to handle. The poverty, Reverend, is too big an issue for us to be able to handle. Reverend, the challenges in our communities are too big of an issue for us to be able to handle. But I've come by to let you know uh, that I believe that we don't have to have a lot of folks to be able to fight it. But if we have a few good folks who can walk in the power of God and believe God for victory, I believe that God can allow us to fight a battle and all we've got to do is show up and blow the horn. All we've got to do is show up and make some noise. All we've got to do is show up and light our torch and let our light shine. All we've got to do is show up and be willing to break something. All we've got to do is show up. And if we show up and break something, if we show up and we let our light shine, if we show up and make some noise, then God will bring confusion to the enemy. I believe that that's what God is having us to do in our communities, that God is having us to show up. And, 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 and the things that are tearing our communities down, the systems that are tearing our communities down, as we let our light shine, as we are willing to break some stuff, as we are willing to break some old stuff up and, and let some new stuff come in, as we're willing to let our light shine, as we're willing to make some noise, I believe that God can give us victory over the enemy. 135,000 soldiers were set to running, fought each other because of the work of God and a good 300. That's right, 300 of Gideon were able to rout 135,000. I believe that, that no matter what you're facing right now, no matter how big the foe, no matter how great the challenge, no matter how large the situation, if you will let God shape your battle plan, if you will sit with the Lord, if you will get in God's words, if you will get in prayer and fasting, you will understand that sometimes you've got to lose to win that it wasn't the 32,000 that were going to help Gideon fight this battle. It wasn't the 10,000 that were going to help Gideon fight this battle. Nah, he had to do it with the 300. He had to lose. He had to slim it down in order to be in position to win. Uh, in your situation right now, 
I know it feels like you're losing. I know it feels like uh, folks are abandoning you. I know it feels like you're in this all by yourself. But I've come by to let you know that you and God are more than enough. That with God on your side and God shaping your plan, if you'll have the faith to believe, I believe that God has got some folks who will walk this journey with you. It may not be uh, tens of thousands. You may not have a whole bunch of followers. You may not go viral. But I promise you this. If you follow God's plan, that God will have some good folks to line up with you and you shall get the victory. Why? Because you've got to lose to win. This is your day. This is your moment. This is your season to have victory. This is your season for God to make all the difference. You've just got to trust God that even though your numbers may be small, the power of God is great. And God can help you get the victory. I want to pray for you right now. I'm believing that victory is yours. Believing that during this Lenten season, there's some things you're needing to let go of. There are some places you need to let go of. Some habits you need to let go of. Some behaviors you need to let go of. Some people you've got to let go of in this season. But I believe that God has victory for you. I want to pray for you right now. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for victory shall be ours. I thank you, God, in our communities, in our nation, in this world, victory shall be ours. I thank you, God, that we shall have the victory over the violence that plagues our community, over the poverty, over the, uh, over the institutional issues that we're facing. I believe, God, you shall give us victory. It doesn't take a whole lot to get victory, God. It just takes us to be faithful to your plan. So, God, help us, God in our families to follow your plan. Help us, God, in our relationships to follow your plan. Help us, God, in our finances to follow your plan. Help us, God, in every aspect of our lives to follow your plan. And I thank you, God, that we may sacrifice now, but victory is on the way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now look, if you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you that opportunity today. If you've never said, Jesus, I want you to be my choice. Jesus, I give my heart to you, my life to you. I want you to make that decision. You've got to lose yourself. You've got to die to self, to live. And you've got to lose to win. The Bible says that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today is the day for you to give your heart to Christ. Today is your day for you to make Jesus your choice. If that's you today, you want to give your heart to Christ. In the chat area, I just want you to be able to click in there. Uh, there's a link right there for you to click on or just text us. Right, text the word HOPE DECISION to 474747. HOPE DECISION to 474747. If you're not saved and you want to give your life to Christ or you're already saved and you need a church home or you may already have a church home you're already saved but you want to rededicate your faith just make decision today text hope decision to 474747 i want to pray for you today i want to pray with you today if you are making decisions for christ if you are giving your life to christ today or joining this church or even rededicating your faith i want you to say this prayer with me as a matter of fact i want you to repeat this prayer after me won't you join me Say, God, I thank you 
for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now I ask Jesus to come into my heart, be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today I thank you that I'm saved. I've got a church home. I've rededicated my faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Now look, if you prayed that prayer, if you gave your heart to Christ today, I want you to connect with us. Click the link in the chat or text Hope Decision, one word, to 474747. We want to connect with you.